0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: And welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us today on The Open Door. This is We Are, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. In fact, we invite you to become that light. I'm Mothra Kamuchis. Oh, wait a minute, my notes are upside down. I'm Tom <laughs> Schumacher.
2: <laughs> and I'm your Yajdnik. Yeah, I mean, uh, Terry Kennedy.
3: Yeah, I'm Sid Bennett. I'll stick with the
1: straight lines. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I'm feeling pretty good today because we're we're tackling a very fascinating topic today. The second coming. Now, we know that there are many traditions throughout the world where the second coming is Portrayed in various ways. Of course, in Western Christianity, we have the second coming of Jesus, the Christ. Um, in Islam, we have the uh, return of the Hadrat Isa, who also, I believe, is Jesus. We know in Buddhism, there's Maitreya, the coming Buddha. Uh, Hinduism, I'm trying to remember that. I think that that's the Kalki avatar. And then in uh, Tibet, we have the… Um, um, Gesar Khan? Gesar Gis- that- Khan, Gisar yeah. Khan. I think he is. he's meant to come to… Uh, to correct the corruption in the Tibetan society. In any end, effectively King Arthur, right. you know, anyway, well today uh, we recognize the fact that this is a, a very large topic and a lot of people are anticipating the second coming and we don't want to uh, diffuse the glory and the, the the joy of that coming, but we want to ask the question, has it already occurred? Is it occurring already now? What is the correct understanding of the second coming? So I think I'll just throw it open. What is the real second coming? Well, I think, Tom, we have to
3: recognize the concept of the second coming in Christianity is huge. Yeah. I mean, they've been waiting for the second coming, coming since the time of Paul. You know, in some of the epistles, you know, we think he's coming back soon. I mean, that's what they thought. Yep. And so there's been an anticipation when the first millennia came, they thought Jesus was going to come then. And, of course, in the past 20 years, how many people, you know, have predicted the second coming? And, and of course, we know that part of that in the conservative Christian tradition, is that people will be taking up the air to meet him and then they'll all be in heaven. So it's a very powerful image. It's a very powerful thought, but it's always in the future. It's always in the future. And um, <clears throat> of course, nobody claims to know the time, although some have, have tried to do it, but it's never happened. And so what does this mean? Is this something that's real or is it something that's metaphorical or what exactly should we you will think about when we hear the term second coming. And that's what, obviously, we're going to do today.
1: Well, we are. And there is a, a quote from Jesus in a dictation he delivered in October of 1992 where he said, quote, I would enter your heart, for this is the true second coming of the Christ in the earth, the first coming referred to as my incarnation to inaugurate the Piscean Age. So, I mean, right there, we have a different orientation, a different understanding of what the actual second coming really means.
3: Right. And I think some people have, you know, and kind of embrace the physical second coming because, you know, I don't have any more problems then. You know, Jesus is going to take me up and everything's going to be great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I think if we understand and listen to Jesus' words, first of all, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay, So, don't look hither or thither or yon to find the kingdom of God it's in, it's in us in our heart and of course that's a fundamental teaching we embrace that teaching the senate and masters teach it because we have our I am presence our holy Christ self the threefold flame within our heart so we have to be careful not to just look for the physical manifestation of Jesus but the spiritual manifestation and I think that's what he's saying in that quote from the dictation right. <clears throat> because we want to you know people are comfortable with the physical aspect of it especially when it's coming when we don't have to do a lot you know, <laughs> yes. uh, whereas, as you know, the teachings of the Son of Masters, it's a path of personal Christhood. We put on the Christ, we have Jesus come into our temple, our Holy Christ self come into our temple, and that, in the teachings of the Son of Masters, is the second coming. And that requires effort, it requires devotion, it requires a path to walk. So it's it's tempting just to sort of put your feet up and say, I'll wait till Jesus comes and takes me, but that's not the true teaching of the Christ. And it takes away from the path that Jesus really came to teach us, which is the path of personal Christhood, and not just him as the only Son of God or the only Christ.
1: Well, let's talk about that idea of preparation and initiation, because certainly, as you say, and I totally agree, the heart must be prepared for the second coming. It isn't just a matter of, open the door, here he comes, but preparing ourselves properly, following a certain pathway, initiations to be able to receive the Christ at the level that it is intended.
3: Well, it's interesting to note that, you know, a lot of people, in fact, the vast majority of people didn't acknowledge him as the Christ, did he, when he no. was in physical embodiment? And, and even a lot of the Jews didn't do that, not to mention the Romans and everybody else. So, you know, we have to kind of get away from this thought that suddenly people are going to recognize him because they didn't before. So I, I think the concept, if he comes in a supernatural way, so to speak, you know, in the clouds and people, <laughs> everybody sees him, but, you know, not everybody will see him. Well, because they probably still wouldn't recognize it if, if it was supernatural like that, because, like you say, they didn't recognize him in the physical, you know? Well, well exactly, and I think that, that to recognize the Christ, and this is one of the teachings we'll hear from, from Mrs. Prophet today, you have to have a certain amount of light and the realization of the Christ in you already, because right. you can't know something that's, that's unlike you in a way. And so those that have turned from God, like the fallen angels, that have lost their presence of the light within them, their threefold flame and everything else, of course they don't recognize them as the Christ because they have nothing to, to, to resound with that, that, that vibration. Yeah, they can't relate. So it's an interesting concept that those that are blind by their own free will choice won't see them. But those that have made that effort and striving and have that light within their hearts will see him when he comes.
2: I mean, we've all talked to people, you know, when we tried to explain something, for instance, where it just appears to, as they say, go in one ear and Mm -hmm. out the other. Nothing sticks, you know. So it's the same deal.
1: Well, you know, another contextual element of the second coming is this reference to the kingdom. I think it's it's a basic understanding of kingdom is consciousness. Right. And I think a lot of people don't quite get that connection, or at least they have not been taught that connection. So that nuance is missing. But really we're talking about a burgeoning of consciousness within, which is tantamount to the, the personal Christ, the individual Christ manifesting in the heart as a consciousness, as a raising of the consciousness.
3: And I want to to make the point here that we're not demoting (laughs) Jesus, so to speak, and saying he's still in heaven, but your Christ self will come. You know, the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who has become the Christ, is our personal Savior, and he will come to us, Jesus. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, along with our Holy Christ self, he will come into our temples, and we will walk and talk with him. And that's the promise that he has made to us so he still is very much the cornerstone and we'll have that second coming within our hearts when we're ready even as our christ self takes uh, dominion over our life and our world and we can walk in that path that jesus admonished us to walk in that has been taken out of the western canon this is a Mm -hmm. path of personal Christhood, not the idolatry of the only son of god the christ is the only son but jesus is not the only soul that becomes the christ we're all meant to become the christ
1: well, we've spoken of this many times where Jesus' true mission was encapsulated in the statement that he said, these things I do show you also do in greater things. Indeed. And I think that, it, as you said, it does not diminish the stature of Jesus one iota. But with the the personality issue, I mean, the personal nature of that relationship is so important. Well, I think it
3: goes to the most fundamental thing and the, where Western canon has really gotten on the wrong track and not by coincidence, I might add. <laughs> is the denial that there is a path to be walked. In other words, Jesus in heaven, you accept him as your savior, and basically if you don't do anything too terrible, you're going to end up in heaven. So you don't have to make the effort. And that doesn't mean that some Christians don't make a huge effort because they do. But generally the theology is that's how you get to heaven. It's not acknowledging the Christ in Jesus and realizing I have that opportunity, that potential as well, and so I'm going to follow him as he taught me to, taught us to do, To put on my Christhood increment by increment so that I will, you know, eventually make my ascension. And you do reach a point in that path where Jesus Christ will come into your temple as the second coming.
1: Yeah. You know, I remember a quote, and perhaps you can help me if you know the source. Uh, It was very simple. God is God. Jesus is the Son of God. The Son of God dwells within us all. Mm. Very circular, very precise, and I think quite complete. Do you remember where that came from?
3: I don't, but I think that the key to understanding that is that Jesus is not the only son of God. Exactly. And although, you know, we can become the Christ, it doesn't mean we're equal to Jesus in his attainment. Obviously, his <laughs> tremendous attainment. But it's it's very hopeful. And so, yes, Jesus for some people has come again already. And um, others, you know, may not recognize it when, I, when he comes into people, just as he wasn't recognized in the physical. So we understand that the second coming is what each one of us can have. And when we receive the second coming will be based on what we do. It's not just some cosmic timetable that yeah. when the clock strikes twelve he's coming back. We determine when he comes into our temple by what we do.
1: And who is it that's responsible for obscuring this reality?
3: <laughs> well,
2: we deal with the fallen angels from time to time, don't we? Yeah. Don't we? I mean, they—they they really have done everything in their power to to keep this to blur keep it. this
3: hidden well, to blur it. Because they know once the sons and daughters of God have the truth, they're going to put on their Christhood, and their days are numbered. Because as we've talked so many times in the past, they live off the light that they steal from the children of God, who in ignorance give it to them. Once they know the truth, the children of the light, things are going to be different on this planet, and that's the greatest fear of the fallen angels. Uh And and
1: in that consciousness, we say, your day is done.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have no power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know kind of knew going in that this was a topic, uh, the second coming, that has so much nuance and so many different interpretations. We haven't even touched on the rapture, um, you know, being en masse, ascending into into heaven. Um, I remember listening to a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the idea behind the rapture is this joy of reunion. Mm -hmm. And that what they anticipate is something within their souls. Anybody who believes that particular concept recognizes that there's something that's going to happen. And when it does, it'll be rapturous. I mean, it'll be joyful. We talk so often about the fact that this is a joyful path. Even though we're also talking about initiation, preparation, there's some trekking to be done. But at the end of the day, it's joyful. It's something we can look forward to with great hope and joy and anticipation. So the second coming has a lot of weight you know, for us personally, and for us globally,
2: it's rather mystical, really, isn't it? I mean, is it is it not unlike uh, the parables, or uh, you know, revelation, and uh, maybe certain things were were kind of encoded.
3: All the clues are there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and some have been removed, unfortunately. Yeah, yes, yeah, um,
1: certain councils.
3: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so when we understand this, wow. What I do will determine the second coming of Jesus Christ in yeah. my temple. That's right.
1: You know, we, we talk about the Bible and the fact that some parts, the Apocrypha, you know, were left out and other parts we may never know. And after we take a break, we're going to listen to a lecture excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the second coming. And one of the references she makes repeatedly here is using scripture as a means of kind of following the breadcrumb trail back to the truth. So it isn't as it is, if it's not there. It is there.
2: Yeah, but so get out your pencil, because she does mention the a particular couple. scriptures. Yeah, yeah. A
1: so why don't we take a break now, because this excerpt's going to be a little bit longer than usual, so we're going to prepare for that. So we'll be back in a moment, so please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Seek greater awareness.
4: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself! access lesson one right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical ascended master teachings lessons are printed or available online for anytime anywhere access and anyone can join discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within please visit tslorg slash keepers and prepare to accelerate.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, We have brought seekers worldwide, liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at
1: tsl.org.
0: Now, back to our show.
1: Glad you stayed with us. We're going to, without any further ado, listen to Elizabeth listen Clare Prophet discussing the mysteries of the Second Coming.
6: This morning we're going to talk about the Second Coming of Christ. I think it's very important to know what is recorded in Scripture about the Second Coming of Christ and what the Ascended Masters teach us about the Second Coming of Christ. If you'll write in your notebooks, I'll give you some Bible references. It's important to know what you believe, why you believe it, and the great mysteries that God has given to us within these teachings. You meet many people from day to day, many people who are asking questions and sincerely desiring answers, and you need to be able to give intelligent answers with that higher understanding. We also meet people every day who challenge our understanding of God, and we must stand firm upon the rock of Christ and upon the truth of Scripture and understand what its meaning is in the light of the Holy Spirit. It is written in the Bible that no one can confess that Jesus is Lord except by that Holy Spirit. This means that we cannot recognize Jesus as the Christ unless we have the Holy Spirit. This explains why many people have never yet recognized Jesus as the Christ, as the fulfillment of the only begotten Son of God, because they themselves do not have the Holy Spirit, and only God within us can confirm God within ourselves or with anyone else. And so it takes the witness of the Father, which was amply given unto the disciples, as the I am presence of Jesus spoke unto them and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That was in the hour of the baptism. And in the hour of the transfiguration, the voice of God was heard to say, This is my beloved Son, hear ye him. So the I am presence, the Father is bearing witness of the Son, and so too the Holy Spirit bears witness of the Christ in the disciples, in Peter, in Martha, when Jesus asks if she believes that he is the Son of God. Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? And she makes that affirmation I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who should come into the world. Peter says, Thou art the Christ. And so Jesus says, Upon this rock I will build my church. And church, from the Greek, the community of the called out ones. Upon this rock of the Christ consciousness and your awareness of that Christ in me, I will establish the community of the light bearers. So this confession of who Jesus was and is today is essential. It is essential to our own salvation, and it is essential to the survival of the community of the 144,000. But we see that it is not the testimony of the carnal mind. The carnal mind is enmity with God, cannot in any way conceive God, cannot confess that Jesus is Lord, and cannot therefore witness to the second coming of Christ Those who have not perceived the first coming cannot see the second coming. I think that many times in the interpretation of the second coming of Christ, there is a misunderstanding. The idea that, well, once and for all we'll prove to the nations who Jesus Christ is because he will descend in this great cloud of glory and all of the nations will see him. Well, he has already come in that light and in that presence And the majority of the people denied him. Are we to expect then that merely because there is a second coming, there will be a greater acclamation of the Lord God incarnate? I think we should be more realistic than this. We should realize that Bible prophecy itself confirms that even in the second coming of Christ, he will be denied and defamed, ridiculed and reviled. This is because... Those who perform these acts of blasphemy against the Christ have not the witness within themselves. They cannot accept the Christ in Jesus because they have never accepted the Christ in themselves. And this is so important for us to understand because it is always the astonishment of the children of God. We cannot understand why people cannot see directly that God is God, that Jesus is the Son of God, that the Son of God dwells within us all. But for this very point, we find that there is the condemnation of the light evermore in the world. And the condemnation never comes from the Trinity within us. It comes from the carnal mind in those who have enthroned that carnal mind. If Jesus met this reception in the world, we can expect to meet the same reception. First, will you write down Luke 17, 20 through 37. When you are called upon to give an explanation of the Holy Spirit interpretation of Scripture, you must know where that Scripture is. It is not that I think your salvation hangs upon your ability to quote Scripture. It is that I know that... Many people consider that salvation hangs upon this interpretation of scripture, and therefore we must be able to enter in to the conversation where souls of light are sincerely seeking truth. It is not our desire to enter into argument. These are the words of Jesus. They are preserved unto us. They do contain the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, the consciousness of spirit, the kingdom of heaven. But those mysteries are only unlocked by the witness of the Holy Spirit within the reader. This is not private interpretation. It is the energy of the Trinity which enables us to understand the life that is locked within the letter. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. I have said on my stumping tour that Jesus has told me that the word kingdom always means consciousness. When it is the kingdom of God, it is the consciousness of God, the Almighty God, the I am that I am. When it is the kingdom of heaven, the word heaven is used to contrast the word earth. And so we understand that heaven and earth are the polarity of spirit and matter. A polarity of being, not a duality. There is only one God, one life, one presence, one cosmos, one energy. It is spirit-matter interacting. That energy always moves in polarity, yet it is one flame. Now he was mocked by the Pharisees because they always sought to understand the letter in concrete terms. And so he tried to answer them at their level. And often he would have to answer them in parable, parable given to the multitudes, or by question or by challenge or by rebuke. It is difficult to communicate the essence of the Holy Spirit to those who have not the Holy Spirit because they dwell in another plane of consciousness. I find that even the very explanation of the word kingdom is mocked as I give it forth. I have had interviewers who are in the press or in the media challenge me because I have declared that Jesus Christ has spoken to me and given me this understanding of scripture. When one has to defend one's authority as Jesus was demanded that he give an understanding that he give to them what his authority was, by what authority he spoke. One is not able to transfer the teaching because one is still at the level of having to defend one's platform to defend one's right to be speaking the word of God. Well, as you very well know, I am not the only one who is talking to Jesus Christ. You are talking to Jesus Christ and millions of people have been talking to Jesus Christ since his coming and the challenge how dare you say that you have conversation with jesus christ is unfounded because jesus has been coming to the saints and the light bearers for thousands of years but his very coming even in the flesh has already been challenged the understanding then of that palm sunday and our service which we held here last week has to do with what jesus faced when he came into the city in his triumph and in his victory It is a parallel to his second coming today. We have the victorious descent into the earth plane of the ascended masters through their dictations, through their word, through their teachings, through their light emanation. This in itself, our beloved Jesus has declared, is the second coming of Christ. This is the coming of Christ into each individual heart. It is actually the fulfillment of that prophecy which was spoken by the two men robed in white in the hour of Jesus' ascension. They prophesied his second coming and they said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up? This same Jesus which is taken from you shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go. In like manner as ye have seen him go. In like manner as ye have seen him go How did they see him go? They saw him go in a cloud of white light That cloud of white light Is the same sacred fire The same pillar of fire That went before the children of Israel That pillar of fire by night In the dimness of their consciousness Became a cloud of witness by day In the daylight of the illumination of the Trinity within them, they saw a cloud of witness. The cloud of witness were the ascended hosts of the Lord, the ascended masters and Elohim and archangels and angelic hosts. These are the ones who went before the children of Israel. And so in the day, in the period of their illumination, the expansion of consciousness, the elevation of light in their chakras, they directly saw the ascended hosts before them. In the night when their consciousness was lower, they were still guided by a pillar of fire. And that pillar of fire was the very energy of the I Am that I Am, the I Am Presence. The cloud then, the cloud of glory in which he descends, is the light of the I Am Presence. There was a moment when the 500 witnesses who tarried at Bethany's Hill no longer saw Jesus because this cloud received him out of their sight. He was taken out of their sight, and so there is a point at which Jesus Christ is no longer visible at the physical spectrum. The eye cannot behold that which has entered into a higher frequency. I place before you this concept that I do not believe that every one of the 500 witnesses ceased to see him simultaneously. I believe that they saw him go into that cloud and that those who were of a denser vibration and of less attainment ceased to see him more quickly than those who had greater light. And so I believe that it was true when he was in physical embodiment that some perceived he was the Christ because of the light within themselves and some denied that he was the Christ. So it is in the coming of the great cloud of glory. That cloud of glory is his ascended light body, is the I am presence. And that cloud of glory is the very presence through which Jesus Christ has been speaking to us by the science of the word, by the transfer of the word of the Lord through the Elohim, through the messengers, through this century. This is the second coming of Christ, and some eyes have beheld him. Many eyes have seen him standing upon our platforms from coast to coast and around the world, and some have only heard him speak, and some have felt the radiation of light. More and more people are witnessing unto the coming of the Ascended Masters because more and more people are getting the Holy Spirit through the violet flame. And so the witness does increase throughout the land and throughout the earth. As the witness increases, the stepping down of Jesus' vibration becomes more and more imminent so that his presence is more deeply felt and actually becomes more physical and more tangible so the more you have the witness of the holy spirit the more you have souls of light acclaiming his presence the more this draws down his energy to denser and denser levels so that ultimately when thousands upon thousands acknowledge the emanation of the word there will be a greater revelation of Jesus and I am not here to deny that he will come physically once again in his ascended master light body because I believe in his second coming fully in all planes of consciousness. I cannot tell you when and where but I know that it is required that earth itself rise to meet the Lord Christ in the air. And we speak of the rapture of the saints being drawn up into this force field of light. It means that their consciousness must be accelerated to perceive him.
1: Well, well. if you would like to hear this lecture in its entirety, um, please go to Ascended Master Library and listen for free. Uh, here's the link. It's www.. Ascendedmasterlibrary.org and click on the free samples button. We'll repeat that later on in the show, but we'll be back in a moment.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
7: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self.
5: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to
1: webradio at TSL.org.
0: Now, back to our show.
1: Thank you very much for staying with us. Today we're talking about the second coming. And I want to recap a little bit here because it's quite a vast subject, as you can imagine. And you know, we're talking about the second coming as both a an experience on the spiritual level within uh, you know the the coming of the Christ within and being prepared for that coming. But as uh, Mrs. Prophet said in the previous excerpt, that she says, i seen a reason why we can't accept the physical return of Jesus in his ascended master body, um, that the coming will probably exist or be experienced on all levels. So I just wanted to make that point again because the second coming is not something we're trying to pigeonhole. And as Sid said in the first segment, we're not trying to diminish the stature of Jesus in this respect. The coming of the Christ within the burgeoning of the kingdom of God within of the consciousness of God, is is the second coming in its essential nature, and then there's more to it probably than that. But you know. well,
3: I think Tom, though I think what she was saying is that it, the second coming at the physical level cannot happen until people of Earth have come up higher, attuned. And how do they come up higher? By having the second return of Jesus and the Christ within their own temple. Yeah. So it's it's not an automatic thing, which a lot of the Christians think. It's just a matter of waiting till the clock strikes twelve. <laughs> yeah. It can only come at the physical um, if enough people on the planet have raised up that light of the Christ within, and
1: uh-huh. if they
3: and if they have the Holy Spirit, I think that right I, I that
1: was a, that. a key. I think yeah. in having the Holy Spirit, the witness of the Holy Spirit to the Christ consciousness and awareness. And I was also remembering that she said, if you if you have not or cannot perceive the first coming, you won't perceive the second coming.
2: Yeah, and you know, uh, Tom, I'd like to give a testimonial to the denial of our what. Of Elizabeth Claire Prophet, I refer to her as our beloved messenger. But you know, I'm I met her in 1972, and I thought she was just one of the sweetest people. Along with Mark Prophet, he introduced me to her uh, as his wife. He says, "You want to meet my family?" You know, down at the Four Winds Organic Center. So, but anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, after I would say after five or six years had gone by, all of a sudden there was the the most I don't know it started to my recollection it started in in uh, these publications in Thousand Oaks, California. Mm-hmm. We were down there in S- Southern California. And talk about being defamed, ridiculed, defiled and denied. I got to thinking, what are they talking about? I've known this lady for 5 years. She in, in my estimation, she's just as sweet as can be. She's doing the best that she can to try and relay the teachings of the Ascended Masters out to the world. And where is this coming from? And so, um, I don't know. That's just my testimonial.
3: Well, we, and I,
1: We know where it came from.
3: Yeah, I mean, look at every person that has brought light or teaching to this planet. Here's John the Baptist, okay? And, you know, Elijah <laughs> come again. And he actually was an Ascended Master that got permission from the Karmic Councils to re-embody on earth, to be the go before mm-hmm. Jesus. So here's an ascended master that's physically embodied. Well, look what happened to him. You know, mm-hmm. he lost his head. Mm-hmm. So you can see, and look at all the saints through the ages. At a certain point, when they bring forth a certain light, the persecution starts. And many times, it's of people of their own flock, too. I mean, John, St. John of the Cross, you know, his brothers, they kept him in a closet in prison, and they'd bring him out periodically at dinner time so they could take turns whipping him. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it sounds ridiculous, but in other words, if, you know, as painful as that was to you, Terry, yeah. it, it fits the pattern of how people of light have been treated on this planet. And I want to say one thing, since we kind of took this tangent a little bit. You know, we the fallen angels have been on this planet for a very long time, from our perspective, i got to right. tell you, because they've tormented us and tormented the people of God. But they're not going to be forever here, and that's the good news. And their their time of judgment has come. And we've talked about that in other shows, but I just want to reiterate that we're going through a very difficult period on the planet now, but there is light. If we can manifest that Christ within us, it will displace all this darkness.
2: Yeah, and I, and I saw it as a major crucifixion of this, of this soul, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Clare Prophet.
1: Well, th- these are the truths that blinded men will not see. Well, it's a
3: threat to them. The truth is a threat to them. Yeah. And what do you do with the threats? You try and get rid of it. That's why all that there's been so many martyrs, Christian martyrs in history and other martyrs of other religions because they were a threat to them. Just like Jesus was, John the Baptist, you know, let's get rid of them. Well, mm-hmm. they may kill the body, but they can't kill the spirit. And yeah. you know what? We're back.
1: <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> you know, w- one of the ways in which we wanted to kind of discuss this principle, this concept of the second coming is from the standpoint of karma and reincarnation, which to most To much of the Western world is not something that we're taught, not something that we are given to believe is true or accurate. So those two legs of the stool being missing make it much harder for us to understand the concept of the Christ coming within and the fact that we need, by God's mercy, many opportunities to approach the altar. And that's where the, you know, lifetimes, plural, give us the opportunity to do that, but also to understand the law of karma as it pertains to our accountability and the fact that as we prepare, we talked about initiation, part of our initiation is to balance and transmute it the negative karma. So it, all these things kind of come into the into the soup, if you will, so that the Christ consciousness, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, has to have a, a, a ready plate for it to be received in, a chalice, and that understanding karma is essential to this as is reincarnation.
3: It is, and what happens is when people are kept in a dogma, that denies karma and reincarnation, denies a path of personal Christhood, then in many cases they can waste embodiments. And we've, we've talked before about very devout Christians that get over to the other side and they realize they've been sold a bill of goods. It just wasn't true. And they've in some ways, they've lost opportunity. Well, they have lost opportunity because they haven't had the truth. They may have done good things, but it could be a wasted embodiment. And unfortunately, these people, some of them get bitter. Yeah. Because they've been fed a lie, and of course, that's what they take to their next embodiment. So you can see how how this the lie that has been perpetrated upon the people, how it manifests and, and repeats itself over and over again. And that's what, of course, the teachings of Sendemasters Masters are about, the path of personal Christhood and how they relate. I mean, everybody, and certainly in the West, knows the life of Jesus Christ, or they used to anyway. How does that relate to traditional Christianity? What does it mean for me? And that's, the, that's the, what is so exciting about this truth. We have Jesus. We haven't lost him. He hasn't <laughs> gone away. He's our Savior, and he's more important to us than even the, the quote-unquote orthodox Christians feel because he's the way-shower for us. And so, But now we have this understanding. We're not going to be held back. We're not going to be limited. We're not going to be controlled by a false doctrine and by false teachers, and that's what they're afraid of. Because once we have the knowledge and we act upon it, their days are numbered. Yep.
2: Well, and you almost see that in the political scene. I know that uh, you know around the world, this uh, program is going out. But here in America, you see these kind of exposes, and this where that that's that's it. I'm not going to take it, and I'm not taking it anymore. And you know,
3: the truth is being exposed, the lies being exposed. I, I think the difference is when we have this knowledge, it doesn't become a physical action, it becomes a spiritual action. Exactly. Yes. You know, God is the doer. God will take care of the fallen angels if we do our part. And so, I think that's the key. We're not going out and raising an army. We are raising an army, a spiritual army, so to speak. But that's what the change is. And as people put on their Christhood, increment by increment, they're different, and the world is different. And and it must be done in harmony. That's
2: That's kind of a key, because if you... If you start praying with a with an element of
3: anger in your being, yeah. uh, it's it's not proper. Because you know this is an interesting concept, but the judgment is love.
6: Think yeah. about that. The judgment, the judgment,
3: is, judgment love. is love, and because the fallen angels are anti love, there's no love in them. It becomes their own judgment. That's
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> you know, there's another aspect to this too, which I think is something that everybody needs to know. When you actively put on the Christ, when you are making that effort. Your effort affects millions of souls. That just by extension, we talked before about how a um, dedicated decree warrior can have an influence on millions of souls. Right. The same is true with the Christ consciousness. As we put it on, as we begin to really inhabit it, and it, it, it inhabits us, there are many, many, many people that get the ripple effect.
3: It displaces darkness. Exactly. And so it allows, the, you know, remember we talked about there's an equation of light of darkness on this planet. And, you know, when there's more darkness than light, bad things happen. And when you increase the light, good things happen. (laughs) So when you increase the light in your temple, and even if you put on the smallest increment of the Christ consciousness through a lesson learned or a devotion or a love, you're different, and as you suggest, the whole planet is different. And that's why the more people that do this, the greater the light, and the scales will tip. And and the unsolvable problems that we all (laughs) see on this planet... Are suddenly going to become solvable because it's the light of God that will resolve these, and no one's mental figuring it out. It's not going to happen. So, if you want to change the planet, change yourself first, and bring that greater light, and you know, do what you need to do in the physical too. Indeed, and we'll have a different planet. And there are so many beautiful souls that are that
2: are ready to come in and solve these problems, but they're being denied the opportunity through through the abortion. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, that's uh, we've we've dealt with. We've dealt with that in other shows, too.
1: We have. You know, before we go to break, um, there's a point here that I think we need to maybe reemphasize. That is, the second coming, in some of its aspects, is an ongoing process. Not, as we've said before, it's not something that we're waiting for outside of ourselves. But this is an actual ongoing process for those who choose to accept the Christ. We start right now. We have started. Yes, that's right. So I just want to make that point because I think at the for the last segment we might want to revisit this topic. Yeah, just talk about the fact that the second coming is a reality, not a future necessarily reality, but a constant and present reality.
3: Future is now.
1: Future is now. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few moments. So please stay with us.
3: the
0: voice america seventh wave channel be extraordinary be
5: the change those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything it is the nature of a spiritual seeker they look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all the summit lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the ascended masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by The Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're talking about the second coming in all its glory. And one of the things that I wanted to reflect on here is a, a quote from the lecturer that we heard from Elizabeth Clare Prophet um, and the excerpt from the lecture, which was uh, again the quote that I said earlier God is God, Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of God dwells within us all it's a very circular kind of logic there that gives us to believe and to know that the Christ consciousness is something that is individual to us as well as universal and that we are preparing ourselves for the second coming. And in fact, sometimes I think it may be that it's incremental. We didn't say that before, but I suspect that that's probably true to some extent. But nonetheless, we're talking about a reality here that is not necessarily going to be in the physical realm, although that's a possibility, but really it's in the soul, it's in the heart, and we are actively preparing and pursuing this reality.
3: And, and you know, the second coming, because it's so individual, means that we, we control when we receive that presence of, of God within us, of Jesus and our Holy Christ self. And that's, you know, that's very exciting to think about. I don't have to wait, and it's not an impersonal thing outside of me. It's very personal. And of course, for those of us who are familiar with our chart of the presence, we know that the Christ self which, of course, represents Jesus or this, the only Son of God, um, is is near us, it's above us, it's not in our temple for most of us right now. And as we come up, we will come together with our Christ self. And just as Mrs. Prophet talked about the rapture, where you, you come up and meet Jesus, so to speak, in the air, and uh, you, know, in, in, in you come together because you have come up higher, even as Jesus has come down to you. So the second coming is very personal, And there is nothing that delays the second coming in your life other than you and me. (laughs) And what we do determines when that will occur. And again, it comes back to that level of accountability. What I do matters. If I want to be somebody different than I am today, if I want to be more like Jesus, I've got to do something. You know, I've got to get on this path of initiation. I've got to take the hand of the ascendant masters to guide me, bring me those tests I need to pass—the tests of love, the tests of giving—those things that will change me from from who I am, and I put on incrementally that beauty and the light of the Christ until suddenly one day the scales tip and you are the Christ.
2: And because if you, you listen, have
3: embodied that Christ,
2: and and if you will listen to that voice of the of the of your Holy Christ self, you're your holy christ self is your advocate and so that voice will say <clears throat> you know terry those things won't go into heaven so <laughs> don't do those things anymore yeah. these are the things that will make it into heaven and so if you listen you start doing the things that will that will
3: ac- accumulate in your causal body yeah. Yeah, that's true and and adding to this you know karma keeps us from god you ever think about that karma is like a, a substance over us that blurs our vision of god and Certain amounts of karma, people can't even conceive of God because it's so great they've created around them. As you balance karma, and of course, this comes back to the violet flame, which we know is the is the greatest gift of God mm-hmm. um, because we can take an accelerated balancing of karma. As you balance more karma, you become more attuned to God, more attuned to the light. And so it's a combination. It's, yes, it's what we learn in our day-to-day lessons, but it's also balancing your karma. And we have an accelerated path of karma balancing through the teachings of the ascended masters, and the use of the violet flame. And so you can see where the pieces of the puzzle come together to make this lifetime one of great opportunity, a greater opportunity than many of us have had for thousands of years, if we'll put those pieces together and use them.
1: Indeed. And you know, one of the beautiful things about the chart of the presence that you refer to, is that we are in the bottom of that threefold chart, surrounded by the violet flame. Mm. And it's an ascending flame that takes us into the Christ self, which is the mediator between ourselves and our I am presence. And then the I am presence bears witness to the Christ within. It's very circular. It's a figure eight, actually. Mm-hmm. And I love that vision because I always think to myself, when I understand karma pro- properly, I know that as that flow continues, it has to go through the refiner's fire, is transmuted, it returns to God in, in a pure form, the form that it originally came to us. But as that is done, we're rising, as you said, Sid, to meet and merge with the Christ Self.
3: Your vibration changes.
1: Exactly. And
3: in the heaviness, not only at a physical level, but at a, you know, a, a, a etheric level, or a, not a spiritual level, but, you know, the weight that we carry in our body from past karma, why do people walk stooped over? Yes, it's physical problems. Why do they they physical problems? It's the karma they're bearing in their body. The less karma you have, the lighter it's going to be, and of course, some people take world karma, so they still may be stooped over. <laughs> but the point is, you know, this is what's holding us back is our karma. So let's get busy and balance it, and also in our service and our devotion to Jesus and our Christ self. And boy, we're gonna we're gonna be like a rocket taken off.
1: Well, you know, this goes back to again what you were saying initially, at the beginning of the show about preparing initiations. That the violet Flame does accelerate that process. It does clarify and it does put us basically through the refiner's fire in a way that ex- exactly accelerates our process and our progress because um, Mrs. Prophet once said in a lecture I think we even played it said we're 2000 years behind schedule right now when Jesus came we were intended to basically ascend into this the golden age but we we're a little tardy yeah so now we have an accelerant which will get us maybe back on track, which is the violet flame. And we have an understanding of the second coming as an experience that is both individual as well as it is universal. And that if we focus on that, then we know what we're, where we're going, we know who we are, and how to get there. Right. And our, Sid. Our, our famous equation.
2: Yeah, that's right. Sid, you wanted to, uh, to mention Maitreya.
3: I, well, Maitreya is of course, in the in the Buddhist tradition, is known as the coming Buddha. Mm-hmm. and in the ascended master teaching, he is an ascended master. he's actually uh, is manifests the cosmic Christ, Christ consciousness. And so there is a prophecy that he will come back physically with, with a certain number of ascended masters and walk the earth, and I would presume that Jesus would be among them and so <laughs> forth sometime in the in the future. And I mean, just think of that. Well, you know, the fallen angels are gone, and we've got ascended masters walking in our midst. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's pretty exciting. It won't happen if we don't do our part, and so that's why so much depends on us. And you know, it's one thing for our own salvation, and we have these teachings by God's grace. And hopefully, if we use them, we're going to make our ascension and move on. But there's so many wonderful souls alight on this planet that need more opportunity and more time to be ready to receive these teachings. And so we have to make sure that the planet Earth is stays around and it's a platform of the evolution because not all souls are the same age, as we know. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. They need the planet to evolve on spiritually. And so it's not just for us we're doing this. It's for other souls of light who need more time and space. And so it becomes a, a sense of almost a spiritual urgency to be about my father's business, not only be for me, because the greatest thing I can do for God is to put on my Christhood, but for the people you see around you, your family, your loved ones, these precious souls who you know may, may not be time for them to have these teachings, but in the future they will. So that's another reason to put on your Christ. That's
1: here. a great reason. Yeah. You know, uh, before we go, we're coming down to the last few minutes here. I promise to repeat the link uh, for Ascended Master Library. Those of you who'd like to listen to the entire lecture, that uh, we only played a small excerpt from it. It's, it's quite a bit longer than that. You can listen for free if you go to www ascendedmasterlibrary.org and look for the free samples button. It's there. And if it's not, send me an email.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what it's, how it will how be titled?
1: I think it was the second coming of the Christ, the true light that lighteth the world. Okay. I think that's mostly But I think that we're going to have it up there without too much competition, so you should be able to find it if you find Second Coming. Pretty much know you're there.
2: Oh yeah, I've got it. The second coming of Christ by the true light which lighteth every man that comes into the world. That's you. it. Very good. Go.
1: Thank you. <laughs> one in a row.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> should I tell them to how to stay in touch with us?
1: Well, let me repeat that link one more time. Okay. That's ascendedmasterlibrary.org. Look for the uh, free samples button. Now okay. go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, you can you can talk to us uh, by uh, clicking on www.tsl.org. Mm-hmm. No. Well, Is that's that,
1: okay. That's the website.
2: <laughs> that's the website.
1: You'll, you'll get something there that you, yeah. you'll find a great value.
2: I, I, I'm i forgetting. Uh, <laughs> web radio. <laughs> web radio at TSL.org. Web radio at TSL.org. You're, sure.
1: you're, you're so into your Christ development that you just kind of. You know,
2: <laughs> I was floating somewhere else. <laughs> so you were somewhere
1: else. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's been a pleasure as always to, you know, share with you, our audience, these concepts. Because for us, these are so important. And the the true understanding of the second coming is such an essential reality is, you know, study it, learn more about it if you can, but remember that it is something that is your birthright. Claim it. Claim it. So, as we like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.